and we're back. Shit, I'm back. Grunge Bible 44. We're back in it. Uh, one on each side, little primer. Get us ready for the new episode. Man, how's it feel, Chris? Uh, we're recording this on... Shoot, shit, what day is it? <laughs> Tuesday, January 11th. We are recording this and it's coming out uh, on Friday, so a couple of days away. Awesome. <clears throat> uh yeah, we've been talking a little bit, but uh, I'll let you go first, Chris. How are you today? You know, uh, I'm a lot better than you are based off of our conversations before hopping on to record this episode. Uh, you yeah, know, pretty, I'm a little hot. Status. I'm a little hot. Yeah, I can tell. I can't wait to hear about it. Uh, pretty status quo over here. You know, life is more or less back to normal after our trip to New York last week, uh, the weekend, et cetera. And shit, I'm back. <laughs> That's great news. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're back in a decent um normal normal rhythm yeah what's what's eating you brother dude well <clears throat> dude this seems like it's been a lot going on right now so i obviously i did make my travel back down south so um last week after new york two days of driving like 14 hours 15 hours in the car and and then over the weekend um had like a stomach bug i was i was kind of hurting on sunday actually it was kind of weird but just like a stomach thing and like a lower, a lower body, uh, dealing with some stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I thought I would, you know, that was it. But then, uh, something happened this morning and, uh, my personal Instagram got hacked, Chris, and you're locked out. You're left out in the cold, dude. I'm a, I'm a nobody. And you know what? It happened. It all happened so fast. Cause I had a lot of other shit on my mind. I thought dealing with this thing with my tooth, got a toothache and, some other stuff. And, you know, I'm just wanting to focus on the things. And I got, uh, you know, I got deceived by, you know, the, it's like the perfect scenario where all of a sudden I'm locked out of my account. They like, changed uh, all my shit. The, is this the modern day equivalent of the old, uh, the Nigerian prince scam they, that they've been running? Basically, it's like, it's like Pizza Gator. It's like the Trojan horse. Sorry, I'm getting hot. I got to take off my flannel for this. Yeah, you're fired up. Dude. <laughs> All of a sudden, I went from, I, I mean, not that I, I mean, I only had like 2,000 personal followers and shit, right. but it's just, you know, it's your personal life. It's the one thing that I actually like that it's a little bit smaller, and, uh, but now it's gone, you know, I, I, I don't really know what's going to yeah, happen. You're nothing, I, man. You're, you're I, a kite without a string. I did everything I could. You talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, that happened to so-and-so. I'm like, yeah, how'd they get it back? I'm like, oh, I don't know. No one knows. No one knows how this shit works, Chris. And you know exactly. I mean, we've, we've dealt with Instagram with... doesn't even know how this shit no, works. There's no, there's, they no don't. there's no work process. There's no nothing. It's, 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 it's all just a crapshoot. Yeah, and it's all like the only people that got it, the only people that figure this shit out, they know people, and, and those people probably don't know anything. They well, just the kind of... The people who get it back, because we dealt with something similar on, on, on our Instagram page. We were having some visibility issues. We got it back. I don't have the first clue how we got it back. You know, so like <laughs> you talk to somebody like, hey, like my Instagram was hacked. Like yours was too. How'd you get it back? Like, shit, I don't know. <laughs> it came back. All I know when I get back, I'm so shit, I'm back. <laughs> like, it, it's one of those things where I, I did... I did a few different things to kind of like, I, I'm it's, I think I'm going to get a, an, an email or a notification because they still had my original email and information that I used to set it up. Right. And I'm like, you know, took a pic, you know, took a picture, you know, the cross cross reference with what I have in my profile. 
you know, because they deal with this shit all the day. Hackers are out there. Oh my mother- god, dude, they're they're everywhere. Motherfuckers man. are, and then you know, I get texts from all my like. I guess I got a lot of friends because everybody's texting me telling me I got hacked, or maybe they just want to be the bearer of bad news. But like, everybody's <laughs> they really want to ruin your day. Everybody, everybody's letting me know, like, hey man, you know you got hacked. Like, yes, I know. You don't think I was on I had Instagram this morning? Me about the fact that you got hacked. Like, you, hey, you think got yeah. hacked? He's like, I know. <laughs> like, you don't think I've been on my personal Instagram this morning? Like, right. <laughs> any normal human being? Like, yes, I know. I'm like, and then they, they're no help. I'm like, no, damn, no one's, but, no one's any help. I'm not any so, help. Yeah. So, well, it says you like, can, if I can do anything, let me know. It's like, dude, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. <laughs> Unless you know how to get it back. The so, thing, it's the I'm thing rattled. that whenever something goes bad for somebody, you have to say that, even though yes. it's, it's like the whole, oh, let me know if you're in town, we should hang out when like, you don't want to be hanging out with that person, <laughs> but you yeah. got to say it. Oh yeah. And then, yeah. And then you have to, hopefully they, if they do follow up, you have to be busy for doing something, but exactly. So I've learned two, I've learned two things about this, which Wait is funny me. because two, uh, <laughs> we've been talking about, uh, two forms of, uh, authentication a lot recently, but uh, two things, um, one, I'm happy that it ha- happened to my personal account and not obviously Grunge Bible and the other page I run on USA Javelin Project and and literally anything else, my bank account, other stuff that actually means something. Right. This is social. It's, at low the end on, of the day, it's low a, on the pull. At the end of the day, it's a social media thing. If I got to restart, I got to restart. And people that are getting this notification knows it's not me. So um, it's nice that it one, it's it's kind of a a stiff reminder that. Um, this shit does happen when you don't think it can happen to you. It does. And so it's a nice reminder to just be a little bit more secure. Uh, it may take a little bit extra time, but uh, the headache is just unnecessary in a lot of ways. So that's the one thing, just do the extra steps to be secure and you're going to make yourself a lot easier because at some point in this day and age, uh, these, these hackers are fucking everywhere. So, and then everywhere. And what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah, and the other thing is just, you know, um, you know, I got to be off the grid a little bit. And sometimes I think I got to take things a little slower. And, uh, you know, this might be the perfect thing for it. Uh, it would allow me to focus on some other things, I guess. And uh, and I'll just put trust in the, uh, the fu- you know, the metaverse. And we'll see what Absolutely. happens, I you guess. Know, you know Zuck is cooking up something to <laughs> remedy this this pain that you have. I just can't imagine that they're not flooded, no pun intended, with... Uh, like people's oh, accounts billions of accounts man i mean they know how do they know how do they keep track they don't yeah so they probably deal with this every day if they don't have a fix for this then you know how, why are they worth so much money at this yeah. point but well sounds like you're in a pretty tough mood and uh, yeah so we'll see what i can give you for the pod i mean yeah, i was gonna <laughs> say so, so you're, you're not in a great mood and i can't think of anything better to do right now than to dissect one of the most depressing pieces of music to ever come out of the 1990s, and that's Jar of Flies, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's exactly why we started this podcast. So yeah, I'm, we're, I'm we're excited gonna, We're going to make a bad time better by making it worse. <laughs> no other way. Um, jar of Flies is actually a big jar of salt, and we're just going to pour it right into the, today's wound. Absolutely. But before we get into that, I actually do have some unironically <laughs> good news, some actual positives, and that is... We have a new member of the top level tier of Patreon, and they have presented themselves as none other than Wayne Staley. Not Lane Staley, but Wayne Staley, his long lost younger kid brother, presumably. Uh, Wayne Staley has decided to join our top tier on Patreon to support this podcast. So, Wayne, wherever you are, whoever you are, I'm assuming that's not your actual name, but if it is, that's 
fucking awesome. That's um, cool too. Thank you. Uh, we're very appreciative of that. Uh, it seems every single week we're getting at least you know one or two people that presumably the week prior were like, you know what? I've reached my fill. I have to support these schmucks. And uh, I guess it was Wayne's turn now, and uh, he answered the bell. So he joins this legion of bell answerers that consists of Rachel Corning, Bubby, Millie, Alexis Shannon, Fuck Stoop, Jamie Lynn, Kayla Jean, our number one fan from Australia, Marianne, Laura Nyreen, Shannon Gorgon, Sue, Sonny Mashburn, Victor Schaefer, Release, and Jade Mercado. I think we're up to 17 now, Ethan. Yeah, dude. It's um there is nothing better than getting a new uh notification that Wayne Staley is, is upon the Legion. And uh yeah, the number is the only uh, thing soon. better is like if if like Teddy Vetter came in to support <laughs> us or something like that. Dirt yeah, Cobain. Maybe, yeah, Kirk Cobain's the same. Uh yeah, Bert Bert Bobain, something like yeah. that. That's the next so challenge. Challenge to whoever's whoever's next on the uh, league of supporters. Yeah. I challenge what you to name pick. Can you come up with? Yeah, we'll, we'll say anything as long as it's not a slur or offensive. We'll we'll say whatever you want. I mean, we say fuck soup every week. I mean, come on. Yeah, we we had the real Billy Corgan for a little bit, um, yeah, and then we have the Wayne train. Staley. So who can take the top spot uh, for names? Uh, we need somebody to jump in there. So take the leap of faith. It doesn't cost much. It's a cheap. Shitty cup of coffee, as we and like to speaking say. Speaking of that shitty cup of coffee, we had somebody join at our middle tier this past week. Yes. Um, made a post this weekend. I can't quite remember what it was about now. It's all just warped in my brain. But uh, Lindsay Calloway has hopped on the train in the, in the, in, in the middle tier. Uh, we had posted something, and she was like, fuck it. I'm in now after you made this <laughs> pop culture reference. I forget what reference I made. But um, anyways, we secured uh, Lindsay's... Uh, undying allegiance to the grunge bible patreon so lindsey calloway thank you so much for helping us out here and supporting us uh i'm assuming that means that in addition to liking the one random reference we made out of 6500 posts that you might also enjoy the podcast so welcome aboard amen <clears throat> it's all great stuff we're we're doing good things we got a lot of good things coming up um i don't think we'll you know we won't release any information yeah, we're not, yet. We're not allowed I, to speak about. We're those not. Things. We're not allowed to speak about those things exactly. But it is the coming time, down. The time the pipe. will come. The time will come. Um, so Chris, so um, jar, jar of flies. And if you remember, jar of flies. So a little fun fun story about this podcast. Uh, it's a long time coming because I think two years ago. It's been two years. Believe it or not, we've had this podcast for a year. If you haven't heard, and uh, but so I tell you every week, episode in a row. It's our forty. Yep, and we've almost hit a year, yada, yada. So, obviously, we've been recording. Um, we've had the idea for the podcast for a lot longer, and two years ago, we tried to do it, and what a fail it was. And, of course, our first episode, we wanted to talk about Jar of Flies. And, Chris, how did that episode, how did that recording go? Can Do you remember? Can you give us <laughs> a little, provide, uh, a little I'll provide a window in, into that for the listeners. So this It probably was, was 2019, like right before, like no, in the fall. No, it was... It was the summer of 2020. It must have been June or July of 2020, and um, certifiably the worst period of my life to ever exist to this point. And we decided, we're like, fuck it. The pandemic's happening. We're at home. Let's make a podcast. So we decided to sit down, and we tried We tried for the home run. It was our first at-bat in the major leagues, and we were swinging for the fences, and we're like, fuck it. We're doing Jar of Flies. So we sat down and tried to go song by song on Jar of Flies. We had horrible infrastructure. We didn't know how to podcast. We didn't, we didn't have that back and forth. And 
maybe maybe someday we'll rediscover the tapes from it and and release it on Patreon or something. But it was not good. Well, we we obviously had a good relationship, so we could talk. But the, what that we did was we tried to do a song analysis, song by song, and get deep into the lyrics and the instrumentals and it was just so heavy and so deep for the first podcast that there was no ability to get a rhythm because it was like we that was i don't know there's pressure to do it perfect because it was such a heavy album trying to have like a like a fourth grader read tolstoy or something like you're just not going to get into that and we didn't have we didn't have zoom set up so we didn't we weren't even looking at each other so we frauds i mean we're frauds now but even more then it was so we we didn't we, like right now we can look at each other and like at least we can see when the other person's about to talk and the other way it was like did chris fall asleep or uh <laughs> he's eating at the bathroom like we had no idea and it was a total fail and it really we tried like i think we did like two or three times for, and then we're just like we need the this is not how we're, this podcast is going to run and it's not we totally we, i'm no. so glad that we changed we're like wait a minute wait a minute this is not us like let's do this totally different yeah, I'm Ethan. I'm so happy that we did not ever release that into the uh, the ears and ears and eyes of the public. Well, there were no yeah. eyes because we weren't recording the damn thing, but uh, the ears at least. But yeah, so this is uh, this is kind of a kind of a full circle moment for the uh, the Grunge Bible podcast. This is this is like 21 months in the making right here. Yeah, and it's something that we obviously always wanted to do. This is one of our favorite albums, and it is really special. So it's not hard to talk about. Um, I just think that we were just we just did it we just did it had the wrong plan the first time so we are excited for this episode and we are ready to get into this because this is one of the best EPs of all time across any genre obvious yeah. I mean there's hands down hands down yeah. the one of the best EPs ever it's on the short it's on the short list I mean certainly in the genre I can't think of an EP that's better uh, and this actually is pretty timely so this is going to be coming out on Friday January fourteenth of twenty twenty two. And this EP was released on January 25th of 1994, so another another week, week and a half's time, and, and, and this EP will be turning 28 years old. Wow. That's amazing. So Slightly really, older than me, just yeah, half a year yeah, older it's than got, me. It's got, it's got a, what, what does it have, eight months on you, huh? Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I think that our plan is to kind of go through... Uh, and just pick out a few songs that we really want to talk about. Do you want to go through the origin story? I know you have a really yeah, good... Yeah, I'd, I'd love to provide some background here in case people didn't know. Um, so this this album, you know, as as we all know, this was not Alice in Chains' first foray into a more acoustic setup, you know, that you wouldn't have found on Dirt or Facelift. So they had the Sap EP come out a few years prior, and mm-hmm. um, this was really a return to, I think, a lot of those sounds that they... Uh, you know, we're, we're investigating and we're kind of feeling out at that time. And then, you know, Sap had come out and then, you know, Dirt came out and they toured Dirt very, very extensively in 92 and 93. And they pretty much went into the studio hot off the heels of finishing up their Dirt tour. Uh, Mike Starr had been kicked out of the band. Mike Inez came to replace him on bass guitar. Um, and this, uh, this EP, Jar of Flies, was recorded in the span of one week's time in September of 1993. So as legend has it, the band gets off the road. Uh, they toured, you know, all sp- you know, winter, spring, summer of '93. They come home, and I guess because of oversight or what have you, they had neglected to make their rent payments on their 
apartment or home or wherever they were living. So they got evicted. Uh, so they decided to take up residency at the London Bridge Studio in Seattle. And that's where this whole thing went down. I believe September 7th through the 14th of 1993, they hopped in the studio. Like I said, it was Mike Inez's first recordings for Alice in Chains. And, um, you know, really one of the first times that Lane Staley had written the lion's share of the lyrics. So out of all of the tracks on here, the only songs that Lane didn't write the lyrics for are No Excuses and Don't Follow. So, you know, it's it, it, it's definitely interesting, you know, in the beginning, you know, Lane was doing most of the singing and Jerry was doing most of the lyrics writing. And then Lane encouraged Jerry to sing more, which he began to do. And then as the band progresses, Lane's lyrical voice comes out more. And this is a lot of subject matter from Lane. And um, I think, Ethan, you know, you can kind of tell this is coming from somebody who's struggling with a lot of different things, you know, around this time, 1993, 1994. Yeah, the the lyrics and a lot of, yeah, a lot of these songs do have, um, they're riddled with, you know, with, yeah, his problems and his, his drug use. And it's, it's no surprise, um, that you know it was hard it was hard for us to talk about uh, try and attempt to talk about it way back and i think that's why because it is it is very there's a lot of very uh, poignant songs and pretty you know tough tough ones to listen to at times you know, some, you know we talk about a lot it's, it's one of those eps that uh you don't want to spend too much time with uh because you know it we were advised at, um, when we first started listening not to spend too much time in certain areas and i think this was one of them um yeah, this is this is this is some heavy, heavy stuff. And I mean, the subject matter is so heavy that it's this is kind of one of those compositions that it's it's almost impossible to listen to casually. Um, you, It's not really a, you know, um, an EP that you would throw on in the background while you're getting work done or something, because if, if it's on, it's going to it's it's going to grab your attention. I mean, it starts, mm -hmm. you know. <clears throat> with Rotten Apple, but it even starts before that. It, start, it starts with, with the album packaging and the album cover and the album title. I mean, that iconic picture of that child just kind of glancing through this this mason jar of flies. And um, Ethan, I know we've discussed personally the um, the inspiration behind, uh, behind the title and behind the packaging, but um, for those who may not know, the genesis of the jar of flies name in the album cover comes from a science project the Jerry Cantrell as as a young as a young lad conducted in the third grade. Now, evidently, um, this project consisted of two jars of flies, um, and you know the jars were sealed, and the flies were were living in these jars. And one of these jars was overfed, and the other one was underfed to the point of almost being malnourished. Now, the overfed jar they were getting along great, but then all of a sudden the flies started multiplying too much, and they all died because they were overcrowded. And then the underfed jar, you know, they were they almost died off, but they were able to carry on through. And when when all was said and done, they suffered heavy losses, but they were the jar that was still around with flies living in it. And I don't think it's ever come out why that was significant. So um, they had asked Lane Staley at the time that this had come out, you know, what 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 is this about or why? And 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 all he had to say was, I guess there's a message in there somewhere. Evidently, the experiment had a big impact on Jerry. And I mean, yeah, we could we could do an hour trying to dissect I mean, what that means, but it's it's heavy, man. It's perfect I mean, for Alice in Chains, man. It's the perfect analogy for. I, I mean, you could almost a few. I, I could see a coach telling that. I could see a pastor telling that story. I could see certain like 
services talking about like a jar of flies experiment like that. So the, you know, pin it to um, Alice in Chains during that time is, and like you said, I, there, there must be something in that, that Jerry experience. And yeah, it's, it's a good, that's such a good, that's such a good album cover and backstory for it. Like I love. A, yeah. It's like a cautionary tale against decadence, but also a testament to how hellish it can be to endure bad situations. I mean, how like strong, the, the yeah how strong the seclusion can be how how strong you can be or yeah yeah and just people's people's ability to endure shitty situations i mean you got the flies that were barely being fed but they found a way to carry on and yeah that's something that i've always been fascinated by like i mean just across the world and throughout history and in people's lives as they struggle people's capacity to just endure bad situations and it's kind of scary how people can almost just get used to anything and then sooner or later it just becomes their life and it becomes normal like what what we have the capacity mentally to just accept as normal and to endure is is really scary and and maybe that's tied in with you know addiction and and the different things that these guys were struggling with at the time yeah um I think yeah, I think we'll kind of jump over to the a couple of the songs. Um, I think we've we've talked about it in a nutshell a few times, but I, I really I think I want to start with "Don't Follow." Um, yeah, second to last track. Which I always I always think that it's the last one. I always forget that "Swing on This" exists. I always figure "Don't Follow" is the perfect bookend to this EP, uh, but there there is another one. But yeah, "Swing I mean, on This" is like the it's like an outro. It's just like exactly a, yeah. It's just like, it's like something it's like that you hear. The credits, we'll play yeah. "Swing on This." <laughs> it's something that you hear in like the dive bar. Like oh, the guy's still the bassist is still on stage. He's mm-hmm. still kind of <laughs> he's still hitting away. But uh, but yeah, don't don't follow. And it should it it would be a really great final song because of don't follow being the last thing and being able to talk about kind of, you know, like, trust me when I say don't follow, like this is the last song. And, 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 um, yeah, I, I don't, I I really do. It's that's, that's probably is one of my top Alice in Chains songs. Um, it's just starts, you know, starts really bright and confident and almost goes into a whole different, uh, drum and a whole different song when the drums come in. So it's just like, well, like, it's just a good piece of yeah. And then when you music, have Lane coming in at the end, yeah, it's 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 so strange. And and you know, you and you and I both being sports minded people growing up playing sports, it's almost like uh, when Lane comes in at the end of the song and you haven't really heard much of him, it's almost like that special play in your playbook that you're waiting for the perfect time of the game to use it. And like mm-hmm. you might be, you know, you're down a little bit and then you deploy this play and it works perfectly. It's like Lane doesn't come in. You just you just hear Jerry and pretty much Jerry's guitar. Um, you know, he's plucking mm-hmm. on his guitar and then all of a sudden you get the harmonica and the drums Honestly, come in the harmonica and Lane comes in and absolutely just rips. And now they're Jerry's lyrics, but, you know, coming from Lane, like you feel Lane almost inhabiting those lyrics and, you know, scared to death. No reason why do whatever to get me by. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of analogous to the, the flies in the underfed jar in a way. It's like they, you just have to endure and re- regardless of whether it's somebody, somebody else, something someone else is doing to you or something that you chose for yourself, this horrible situation you're in. It's like, at the end of the day, we all just, we're all just trying to survive. Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, I do like, I really like the way the song progresses. And the harmonica I wanted to bring up, because like the harmonica and like the picking of the guitar is such like a, a journeyman, like traveling type of sound yeah, that like, you kind of get 
yeah, and that's the what, rails in the box car, you know? Exactly. And then I, and that was very intentional. I think that like, it's, it is, the song is itself the journey, but it's analogous to the journey that uh, we, not only we all face, but they have faced. And it's like, um, yeah, it's a long, it's a long journey. It can be very lonesome. And, um, <clears throat> but, and it has, it's like ups and downs. Uh, like I said, with, within the song, I think is important, but um, yeah, dude, it's a journey. Uh the song and the and the EP, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 one thing that I think of with this EP, I mean, it, it definitely showcases Lane and it showcases, um, you know, all of his struggles. And it's 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 an interesting look into that. Um, but another thing that I can't help but think of with this album, this this is just a bass guitar festival. I mean, you know, Mike Inez joins the band, you know, a few months before they hop into the studio and record this thing. And it really starts with Rotten Apple. I mean, his work in the intro there. And I mean, really, his work throughout this entire album is really, really impressive. And I think the fact that they went acoustic for most of it really allows the bass to shine a little bit more. There's a, you know, a little bit more room you know, for the bass to come through and, and just, you know, you'd probably have more insight into this than I would not being a drummer, but just, it seems like the, the stylistic presentation of the drums is a little, little softer spoken, um, mm -hmm. that it really kind of allows some different things to come through. I mean, you have some, you have some strings coming through, like on I stay away, you have the bass guitar coming, you have the harmonica, like you said, the harmonies, but I mean, Rotten Apple is one of those, I mean, Mike, Mike pretty much opens the thing up with his, with his bass at the beginning. And, um, just kind of how that was constructed and, you know, lyrically, you know, Lane wrote Rotten Apple and there's obviously, I think, allusions to the biblical story of, of the apple in the garden. And, you know, there's definitely some different things about, you know, drug addiction and, you know, losing your appetite, losing your confidence yeah. <laughs> uh, and different things. And, you know, for a song to kick off an EP and, and really, you know, all of these themes, I think the band had explored lyrically their whole careers but you know this time you know the electric guitars go away the in your face noise goes away and it kind of kind of gets i don't even know how but it gets more real than it ever was before which is tough to do coming off of dirt yeah and i think you made a good point that um you know there is a lot of space in the music for uh certain aspects of to shine through the bass and and the lyrics to really set through the guitar and, and you know, I think that it's 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 really it was thought out um, in the you know quickly you know I guess it was put together in a, in a week's yeah, the time one week. but it, it's it's I don't know if that just shows how one good of a songwriter like so, how well they mesh together or if that just shows like that this stuff was so. Um, I don't want to say easy. Like it just was, it's just such a natural album for these guys to make together. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was just like a time and place thing or if they've been working on it, like in their heads a lot, if it was exactly, like, you know, music yeah. that they've been kind of churning or if it really is, um, uh, just talent. And, you know I mean? Just, just coming out like all yeah. at once. Yeah. Because everything happens so quickly, like you said, and it's just, and that's not a normal thing. I mean, whether you're recording an EP or a full length album or even a single, I mean, to spend a week in a studio and come out with something like this, I mean, there had to have been at least subconsciously a lot of these things coming to the surface. And, you know, you have Rotten Apple. And then I think, you know, the crown jewel of this of, of this EP is obviously got to be Nutshell and, and what it means, you know, both looking back at the, you know, the life and the death of Lane. And um, it's 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 almost I think every single time we've posted it on the page, it's almost people 
treated it as if it's almost anthemic of struggling with addiction and different things like that. And I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find, you know, more potent, more sobering lyrics, um, on any, on any song from the entire genre, from the entire decade. Yeah. Yeah. If we were to pick, I'm just like reading over, reading over the lyrics and, you know, the last, you know, three lines like yet i find i find repeating in my head if i can't be my own i'd feel better dead and uh it's that's so it's a very it's very sombering to say out loud yeah. and think about that um yeah it's and that's the thing it's like what, what can you say about what can you say about a song like nutshell and it's funny like in, in my notes for this episode i i wrote some different blurbs about some of the different songs and in nutshell the only thing i have next to it is uh, I put LS because it was, the lyrics were from Lane, and then mm-hmm. the only other thing I have is "Holy fuck," you know. I don't, I don't know what else you can say about this song, and you know, it's just when you when you listen to it, you know, it's like as a, as as a grunge rock fan or as an Alice in Chains fan, it's like you know, there's before you've listened to Nutshell and after you've listened to Nutshell, and right. I, I think both of those times are are incredibly different, and it, it's a, like a line of demarcation you, in a way. And then you take it to another level and you watch him sing it. Yeah, you know, to open on, up on stage of unplugged and you're like it takes it to another level because he you you just see the song you know it's a, you know it's yeah, another was, it's another level doorstep from you know 96 until his death in 02 i mean he was not yeah. well on that stage that night and i think everybody knew it and you're exactly right i mean that's almost it's almost scarier than listening to the studio recording and it's, yeah. it's more more powerful yeah and then that's you know that's i don't know that's that's nutshell that's what it is in a nutshell like that's this and that's this album um a lot and i mean and that mtv unplugged i mean oh uh, yeah it's chi- you know it's chilling you know talking yeah, about and thinking it's, about it's it it's heavy stuff and it's definitely you know as as we had said this is not an ep that you you know it might not be wise to spend a lot of time around and you know in that landscape of the ep this is probably this song is is you know the primary neighborhood that you you don't want to you don't want to hang around in too much it's dark stuff it's it's heavy and uh you know it is it is it is it is interesting i always love to think about the sequencing so you have nutshell and then afterwards you have i stay away which is probably you know if i think of allison chain's guitar and jerry cantrell I, i i think of i stay away and this is the one song i think out of everything that Lane was a part of that he'd never had the chance to perform live in front of an audience. This is the one I would have loved to hear him sing this at, at some point. Um, and, and I know the band currently um, with William, they don't, they don't play it very often if, if at all really. Um, but just, you know, you get that, that weird guitar coming in and then, and then you get, you get Lane coming in with the, with the, yeah, Hey, yeah. And it's just, Oh my God. It just gives me chills. I remember the, and the music video is nuts too, with all that claymation stuff going on. But um, this, I mean, that's, that's it has, quintessential Alice in Chains. And it has one of the, just such a, I don't know, incredible two lines. Um, it says, Hey, yeah. And it says tears that soak a calloused heart. And yeah. I love the, that is, Oh That's man, like shit. and like I think when we when we're just talking about like you can't yeah. be around too much, I think it's like you know it's it's what we're doing right now. It's talking about it because you start talking about it and you realize all of a sudden you're like oh yeah like this is, but tears that soak a calloused heart and like, uh, there's just I mean there's so well, it's just the like thing with this such, song 
because instrumentally it sounds so good that you almost forget that there's lyrics and it's just not just them harmonizing like yeah and just the whole singing time. at and yeah, singing really well yeah it's 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 the same thing that happens to me with Soundgarden when I'm so obsessed with hearing Chris's voice that I forget to listen to how good the artists are at playing their instruments. Same thing happens here. Like the instrumentation sounds so good and Lane's voice just sounds so good, no matter what he's saying that I kind of forget to listen to what the lyrics are. And I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, and and one thing I'm always fascinated by in poetry or in, in lyric writing, which is a sense of poetry is how like powerful, like one line like that can be, you know, tears that soak right. a callous heart. I mean, it's like you know. how how much tears, how big of tears do you need to to fall to yeah. be absorbed by a calloused, like guarded area, a calloused heart? No, last mm-hmm. night just like an area, and like what is a calloused heart? Like how does that come about? Like there's so many ways. It's such a a good, um, you know, set of words. Honestly, like it just it's like a good combination set in the right area, and it's right in the middle of the song. Um, so there's you know there's stuff before it, stuff after it that he get into. Yeah. Well, even um, another lyric in that song that I've always loved that I'm not entirely sure. I don't. I don't know that anybody knows what it meant to uh, um, you know to Lane who wrote this, and I don't even know what it means to me. I just like it. Is uh, your weakness builds me, so someday you'll see. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's just. I think it's meant different things to me at different points. It's almost like you know, like you'll you'll see someday. Like I'll I'll prove you wrong, or I'll I'll come through finally, or I'll get through this. You know, when you're counted mm-hmm. out, or you know, if someone's, you know, not being the greatest to you that, you know, things will come around to them. I don't know what it means, but it's just, once again, it's another example of that. Yeah. And just taking like those two lyrics and connecting it with the title, like I stay away, it could be, yeah, it definitely could be a relationship uh, type of, or, ha- you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just start in- immediately start like applying it to your own life and what would you would kind of view those uh, yeah. lyrics set in. So, yeah. Um, so hopefully, yeah, if you got out there listening, uh, I mean, you guys probably have a really similar, I don't know, probably have, I feel like everybody listens to this stuff, have similar experiences in like how they digest the lyrics. Totally. Um, so you guys know what we're trying to say is what we're saying. Like, I'm sure that like, exactly, you're yeah. and, you're, and, like and you also know, like, like that, we don't have all the answers sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we don't have saying, any of the answers most of the time. And this is exactly what happened the first time. So like you start getting into it and then you have a little rabbit hole you want to touch on and, and you get too far in the rabbit hole, you don't know where you are. <laughs> yeah, and and at the end of the day, like you know, it's just like you know, I I know what you're saying, Chris. Or you're like, you know, I know what you're trying to say, Ethan. And I think you guys out there, like, yeah, like we we know what you guys are saying. Like we've we've been we've been we've been there, like had this experience with the music, and um, and that's why we love um, all of this music, and especially you know these guys for this album because yeah. it's it's a it's a good way to kind of like level with um, anybody. Yeah, totally. That gives it so, that gives it a good listen, a good shot. I absolutely agree, and it's it, yeah, it's just you know following along with that sequencing. So they have "I Stay Away," and then then they give us "No Excuses." So a couple of notes before we get started: "No Excuses." "No Excuses," in my opinion, is one of the first songs that you need to learn how to play on the guitar if you're not good at guitar and you want to impress people and fool people into thinking that you're good at the guitar because first of all you tune it a half step down so that sounds weird so people think you were good secondly Mm -hmm. it is one chord shape just moved up and down the neck for the entire song but people don't know that because it sounds cool so they're going to think you're good at guitar this is all autobiographical information i know how to play this i'm not a good guitar player (laughs) but people think i'm good when i play no excuses that's my note on that. Uh, another one, Ethan. This, for you and me, this 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 song this has is, uh, 
one of the most important lyrics to us uh, from probably the entire genre. This was the original Into the Flood Again that we would send back and forth to each other. Yeah. Um, before, you know, so back, oh, shoot, uh, twenty six. This, this was almost before Grunge Bible started this, this in 2016. This was. This, this was. Because then this is when I was working with Andy. I was working with um, a mason, so I was doing concrete, and we were doing a lot of... Um, you know, wall building and, and literally working with rocks. Yeah. And uh, and Chris, you were actually working on a farm and you were doing, you built a road and you were doing basically the same stuff. A lot of different construction type things, of, exactly. The manual, manual labor, man, out in the sun in and, the summertime. Um, obviously, so it's the second verse and it just says, you know, this setup, it's okay, had a bad day. Then here comes here comes the kicker. Hands are bruised from breaking rocks all day. And that was us. I mean, and we would text each other at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, any time of the day, just hands are bruised. And then the other one would say, you finish you know, break, it off. breaking rocks all day. Yeah. And, and it's really, you know, as, as I've learned more about the genre, I remember listening to this song and, you know, it's, it's all acoustic. So you can hear the lyrics really easily. I remember listening. I was like, holy shit, that's me. You know, come to find out that I'm assuming it was probably an allusion to heroin or drugs or something. And, and we've posted it sometimes with people like, oh, why are you, why are you talking about it in that fashion? Like it was written about drugs, but it's like what Lane said, whatever you listen, you know, whatever you yeah. think it's about, that's what it's about. So, you know, for us, we kind of, we definitely adopted ownership of that one. And I, you know, I still kind of think of that even you know it's it's silly but you know if i'm lifting or if i'm you know strength training or something you know your, your hands are getting all messed up and, yeah you know your hands hands are bruised from breaking rocks all day you know you're you're struggling yeah. you're sweating out there you're you're doing something but there's another lyric in this song that is probably one of my favorites and it's probably you know a textbook example of the kind of relationships that are important when it's all said and done. So basically, uh, Jerry wrote a lot of this song um, yeah. lyrically, kind of talking about Lane and talking about his relationship. And um, yeah, this you know, is good. Yeah, and 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 you got the line in the in the in the last verse. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you, my friend, I will defend, and if we change, well, I love you anyway. And yeah, and I think as I've gotten older, even since you know that summer when we first started listening to grunge music together, you know. I've had a lot of different experiences. I've lived in a lot of different places. You meet people, you know, you, the, the degree of closeness that you have with your friends ebbs and flows based off of, you know, your life path and where you live. And that's, that's a testament, you know, to these kind of friends that are important is like, you know, if we change, you know, I'm still going to, still going to defend you, still going to be here for you and still going to feel fondly of you. And that's, uh, that's always been a really, really special and important one for me that I think of often. Yeah, I, I was just looking at that um, as you were reading it, and, and thought the same thing. I mean, that's such a good, that's such a good lyric, and it's almost like it's a, what that one friend that you grew up with that is now maybe, maybe uh, you know, not doing so good or totally different. And yeah, somebody's yeah. like talking bad about them, and you're just like, hey, like you know, you still have a soft spot because they, you know, they were friends from when you were younger, and and yeah, it's like the ultimate like bond. Um, and yeah, it's, a, it's such a yeah, such a good line. I mean, even even the chorus is like, I just think like is so good. Everything oh, every absolutely. day it's something hits me all so cold. Find me sitting by myself, no excuses. Then I know, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I've like, never no, like, known no excuses. But then I know exactly. One one funny note about this one is is anytime we used to post the lyrics to the song and type them out. Um, Half of the people would say that it's no excuses then I know, and the other half would say no excuses that I know. And 
I'm pretty sure it's no excuses then I know. And it's really funny. So I'm a I'm a big um, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan and there's a very similar debate in in Springsteen fandom on Thunder Road. There's a line uh, and it's is it everybody always fights over whether it's Mary's dress waves or Mary's dress sways. Um, and everybody always fights over it. So this, I always think of this one as like the grunge equivalent. It's like, is it no excuses then I know, or no excuses that I know. And at the end of the day, who, who cares, you know, what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> it's interesting you bring that up because it would be, you know, you could consider them completely different if you're analyzing it. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, it's not, you know, but super like, critical, you know, but whatever, whatever you think it is, yeah, that's what it is. Oh man, that is a gem. That's such a good one. Yeah, that's um, that's a really really fantastic song. Uh, you know, and after that we get the instrumental of Whale and Wasp, and and I think that one fits <laughs> the mood of this album. And admittedly, I'm not a particularly big fan of this, and I certainly haven't spent a ton of time listening to it. But you know, it's just super super desolate. Um, I don't know the. Um, motivation think, um, or the reasoning behind naming it this but it kind of fits well i think I, I, it's interesting i might be able to connect it because i think that's exactly what it was it's a connection between the the first half of the album and the second half and i think yeah. it's a, the first half and the second half have a contrast whale and wasp they're very different animals yeah i mean you got a, a whale is the biggest and then a wasp is you know it's a there you can like yeah, the difference between the two of those is extreme, and I think that it's a good bridge. It's all instrumental, which can be viewed as a, which I think also why probably the last song, uh, you know, swing on this is primarily it's primarily instrumental. So I think yeah. that I think those two are you know kind of put in there as like kind of to separate and kind of be, but you know, I'm not sure, I'm not positive, but that, that's yeah. how I would take it. It's just a good, a good connecting to the rest of the album. Yeah, totally. And so we've got that one, and then and then we segue into "Don't Follow," which we've spoken about before. And this this is another one that's up there, uh, you know, up there for me of, of songs that I wish I could have heard Lane sing, um, you know, to have him come in at the end. And, and I really wish that you know they could have, uh, you know, could have done this one at Unplugged or something. I, I mean, if they had, if they had, if Unplugged for them was just playing Jar of Flies front to back, I would have been super pumped about that. But um, you know, this 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 you know. It's got to be up there for me as we as we spoke about earlier, in, you know, in terms of favorites of Alice in Chains. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's a it's a full it's a complete thirty minutes. I mean, I think it comes in like thirty minutes, fifty seconds, fifty one seconds. Like and it's, yeah, it's it's definitely it's obviously on the short side being an EP, and and as I always forget, as we said, there is another song on this one, and <laughs> it's called "Swing on This." Ethan, do you, do you have any particular thoughts about this song? Because truthfully. I always forget about it. Um, I, I just recently read the lyrics for the first time in several years, probably since maybe I first listened to this thing. But uh, it's uh, uh, it's it's definitely definitely drugs, you know. <laughs> I would say chance of drugs. Yeah, it's. Um, I think I wrote down. I, I did. This is one of the songs that I think I, I did write some stuff down on. Like, and just trying to trying to talk about it. a lot. A lot about like you know, just taking the bass for the walk, uh, taking the bass for a walk. It's a big like mm-hmm. instrumental. And I said the guitar solo almost feels like something you'd hear in a dive bar. It's dark, nine o'clock, late at night, and the guy is playing in the back for you and your friend as you argue argue if you're living life the right way. 
and that's holy like holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Ouch. like you just picture you and you and me and me are just like you know we're de- we're debating on how to live this life, and like the dude in the back just kind of like still going. He's just kind of noodling around a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean I don't know. That I does make a lot. This this whole yeah. album is kind of like a. You know, it kind of shakes you awake again. It's like, hey, man, like, are you making the right choices? Are you doing the right thing? And uh, yeah. I think this one, it's it's kind of weird, like, thinking of this song versus, you know, Nutshell, where in Nutshell, you know, Lane is kind of talking about how, you know, his struggles have pretty much robbed him of so many different things in, in life that one would hold dear. Um, and then this, this song, it ends, you know, let me be, I'm all right. Can't you see I'm just fine? little skinny okay i'm asleep anyway you know obviously i think alluding to you know drugs and and foregoing you know taking care of yourself because you know the drugs are kind of you know taking over your life and it's it's interesting you know it's kind of got that duality going on of you know a a lot of people who struggle in in this fashion will say that you know at the same time they want to get clean and they want to get high you know they're they're both their competing interests and and i think you know when you juxtapose those songs and in different parts of this record and different parts of Lane's career, um, and, and the band's career, certainly you kind of, you kind of get that element. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something that, you know, that, you know, those struggles are something that I, I pray that I'll never have to experience and, and, and experience Likewise, that, yeah. you know, something that I, you know, we were lucky enough to not be, uh, born into situations that maybe exposed to that. I mean, a lot of this is, um, not always choice. Um, so I understand, Certainly. you know, um, and it's just something that I just, um, yeah, it's really, sometimes it can be kind of, uh, just jolting thinking about, um, those type of struggles for people. So, yeah, that's really, so I, I have one more I, question about yeah. this, this album, um, or about this EP as, as we kind of come to a close going song by song. Um, and it's, it's about nutshell. So similar to the hypothetical, that people say a lot of times that, you know, would Kurt Cobain and Nirvana have been as prolific had Kurt not passed away? Do you think, do you think Nutshell and a lot of these, these songs would be held in as high regard had Lane not, you know, succumbed to the different things that he was struggling with? What what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think, I'm just, so like, as soon as you start bringing that up, you brought up Nirvana and I was like, okay, let me think of another album. I'm thinking of, so I thought of Foo Fighters and how I view all of their songs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a lot that stick out, but not for that reason. Then you think of like, uh, you know, Chris Cornell and his songs and how they changed when he passed away. So yeah. I, I think that, I, you know, if I have to be honest, I think that uh, him passing away does do a lot for these songs because of the subject matter, because of everything that was going on. It's hard not to think that because, um, you know, we talk about. We talked about this a lot, I think, at least me and you together, like when Cornell passed and since he's the most recent, like, you know, it's like, oh, there's so many warning signs in in the lyrics. And um, so I think that it just, it allows you to kind of, you feel a lot, you feel more connected because you feel more connected to their story because, you know, there was an ending in a way. Um, And it's really sad to say, but I think that for some reason that allows you to feel to feel a little bit you understand a little bit more even though it's impossible to understand so totally. I, I do i do think these situations um have that type of effect on people i mean even like if you take to another genre like juice world um yeah. he passed away and he was i don't know 21 22 or something maybe not even and um 
you know, same thing. His songs, are like, they look back and they're just like, oh my god. Mac gosh. Miller even too, you know. Mac Miller, yeah. And and these people, and, and it definitely makes him like, yeah, Mac Miller, people adore and I know people still listen to a ton. And so I, I think that, you know, if it's a good thing or not, I don't know. I mean, I would hate to hear someone do stuff intentionally to kind of like live, make their name live on. And like right, the best exactly. way to prove yourself is to live on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I totally yeah, the Eddie Vedder, you know, living is the best revenge. Yeah, kind that's of thing. it. Living and, is the best revenge. Yeah. And I think with this debate, you know, as 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 people have and will continue to have about a lot of you know musicians or people in the public eye that passed before their time, um, you know, I think the one thing that is not debatable in the case of Kurt or the case of Lane or Mac Miller or whoever is 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 their greatness. You know, whether whether Lane, you know passed away in 2002 like he did or he lived to be a hundred you know I, I think everybody would recognize appreciate and respect his greatness but it definitely there is an eeriness there is a you know yeah it just it just it gives a different element to the music and it's it's a look in like you said um i think, I think it, a lot i think that yeah. another side of it is like what it does it just like it their discography ends there like nirvana has what they have yeah. They have their three or four albums and or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and they have forty five songs, you know, something like that. Right. Like it's very finite, so they don't live on and produce. Uh, just, I mean, I mean, even the Foo Fighters have, you know, Pearl Jam. They have like really a, a wide discography. And Long it's great. time, exactly. You know, and, and with Alice in Chains, <clears throat> I mean, after Jar of Flies, they they did the uh, the Three Leg Dog, the self title in '96. Um, so, you know, even at this time in 93, 94, when they were recording and releasing Jar of Flies, you know, the statistical majority of Lane's work as a musician was already in the rear view, which yeah. is something that, you know, you never know for certain at the time. But yeah, that is, you know, it's like once and if you think about gone, like, it. and if you think about the way that most people progress, um, you know, how they follow a band, like like we talk about a lot of times is usually at some point they start doing things differently and they go, so you, you know, your attitude changes or they live, you know, I think in the words of yeah, the Batman or, or whatever, like he lived long enough to be the villain. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, we've seen that <laughs> yeah. many, many times. I was like, what so, the fuck is Eddie Vedder doing with a ukulele? <laughs> yeah. Like, please, no more solo stuff. <laughs> so like, I think that uh, what it does is it, it, it like totally like, oh, it's you hit the sweet spot and then it's gone. So you have no, you have, there's no way to tarnish anything. There's no way to make it better. Like there's, yeah. it is, and it becomes the what if, and that is just so alluring uh, to humans in, yeah. in this life. It's elusive, and it's something that people just naturally want to think about. Like I mean, I think alternate about a lot realities with a lot is, of artists, even a lot uh, of them. Um, I mean, fuck. I mean, even in sports, if someone retires young, it's like oh, like a lot, like one in the National Football League, oh, like. What Calvin if Barry Johnson. Sanders didn't re- retire at 31 or something? Or, yeah. you know, especially with this, I mean, I think about Jimi Hendrix, you know, because, I mean, he, he could hypothetically still be alive right now as we're having this conversation. You know, Kurt, obviously, Lane, Scott Weiland, Chris Cornell, you know, I mean, yeah. how, just what what art there was still. And Shannon Hoon, I was just thinking about him earlier today. Yeah. Um, the list goes of, on, obviously. Yeah, there's, there's so much art that, we lose you know, people every day that wasn't created you know yeah. because because of this and and i think it would be selfish and it would be disingenuous for us to spend so much time lamenting their passing because of all of the music we didn't get to hear because obviously somebody you know lost a son a daughter a, exactly. a father yeah. or whatever but um it is you know you 
there's a big there's a big void that's created, you know, when something like this happens. Yeah. But just, you know, obviously I obviously don't want to talk about the music we didn't have, but we get to celebrate the music we did have and the yeah. time we had it. And, um, you know, it, it's impactful because it's, you know, really, really good. Yeah. You know, well, I EP's mean, they turn in 28 in a week and a half. And, and here we are releasing releasing a show about it and people are, yeah. you know, wanting to hear about it and, and they still listen to it, you know, yep. and, and they will they will and forever. Probably all stuff that has been said before for many, many years. Um, but. Uh, it is fun to talk about it with you, Chris. We'll have these conversations because this is the music that you know. This is the al- the album, the music that got us into the genre and stuff that we love. So um, it's definitely a great, great EP. And it is. It's yeah. I know you said it's not the best for background music, but I kind of it is kind of nice because there's a lot of good music that if you put on and you can just. You know, not really tune into like everything they're saying and, and just hear the harmonies. Keeps you from and, feeling some of the heaviness of it yeah, sometimes when you're focused on maybe something else. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if you take a nutch of it, some of the other stuff is pretty. It's nice. Yeah, but, like no, no excuses or something. I stay away. It's just yeah. just ripping in the car when you're driving or something. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, Ethan, almost two years in the making. We just we just did an episode on Jar of Flies. This is like, I mean, it's kind of like what we talk about. It's like finally hitting that PB after two years of not hitting it or like finally. They don't know what went into it. They didn't see (laughs) the process. It's like finally passing the driver's test after three failed attempts or something, (laughs) something wild. Yeah, this this was a long time coming and and hopefully we presented it in a way that was interesting. Yeah, I think, I think we did. I think we did it justice. I really hope so. You know, if we didn't. I mean, if we did, tell us. And if we didn't, well, you can tell us about that as well. We'll, yeah. we'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in the meantime, if you enjoyed it, if you didn't enjoy it, as we spoke about last week, uh, you can now leave ratings on Spotify. And that's very important because a lot of you listen on Spotify. So go ahead on the Spotify mobile app. Um, you can go to our podcast page. Uh, at the top, there's going to be a little clickable button that has a star number and then a number of ratings given. I think at this point we have like 49 or 50 ratings and we're still holding the five star rating. So we haven't taken on water yet. Uh, so if you're enjoying us yes. or if you're not, just go ahead, leave, leave that rating, man. It's, it's, it's good for you. It's good for us. 51 five star rating, baby. We're doing oh, yeah. it. Yeah. And then I think Chris didn't, um, what were the, the numbers for the last week, uh, pod where we, we kind of had our little breakthrough. Uh, I definitely, yeah, we're, we're doing well. We've, we've got our, our most views in a week on YouTube in yeah, YouTube was six up. or seven months. Uh, the podcast downloads are up we've got our most, uh, most downloads within a week of release. Uh, yeah, I think we're, we a have, long time. Yeah. I think we don't have that many views on YouTube. And even if, Hey, if you guys don't watch on YouTube, uh, that's fine, but you guys probably have a YouTube account. Why don't you go subscribe? Because why not? Just do it. Do it for us. Do it because you love us. Because yeah. we're at like 600 or something. So if we get yeah, to we're a, like 615. I think 1,000 a thousand is substantial in the YouTube world. So, like, it, dude, I mean, even if you just, just do it because you love us. Yeah. Do it because you love Chris and I. Come yeah. on. Especially I, do it because you love Ethan. I know you guys get, get tired of me I'm sometimes, down. but look at Ethan. I'm, I mean, come I'm, on. Yeah, I'm down today. I need that extra boost. Yeah. I want to get some. this man's day. <laughs> give, us, give us a rating, subscribe, follow, recommend to a friend, share on your Instagram story, what, whatever you, you got to do. Let's make this relationship public. Start posting about Grunge Bible. You guys yeah. don't need to be quiet about it. Yeah. We you all... don't have to keep us quiet on the weekends anymore. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can tout us around town like you're number one. You know, because that's hopefully what we are. Yeah. So, 
Holy yeah, shit. there's plenty of ways to support, but that's that's what we're asking this week is the, uh, you know, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> which shit which coincidentally is the same thing we've been asking the last 44 weeks. <laughs> same same trip it was back then. Learn it, use it, and live it. Well, before we close up, I think we have one more segment here, and that would be our song of the week. Uh, Ethan, uh, I know you're you're in a rough spot, so I'm just picturing that your song of the week is, is going to be Nutshell or is going to be... <laughs> you know, something, something along that line, but uh, yeah. do you have anything picked out or would you like me to lead in? You know, I got, yeah, I got, um, I'll let you go first. I have a few I could, I think I could go with, but I got oh, one that's he's, good. He's, he's got a, he's got a list written out. Uh, so my song of the week is, uh, going back to 1991 and it is, uh, come in alone from my bloody Valentine's loveless album, which I can't believe that, uh, I had only heard that album for the first time last year in 2021, and uh, I think I, I, I posted about it at the time that I had heard it, and um, that album affected me in a way that music hadn't in a long time, just because of how different and unique it sounds, and, and, and Coming Alone is probably my favorite from that record. Um, I don't really know how to describe it, so I'm not going to, but if you haven't listened to uh, My Bloody Valentine's Loveless album, play it and play it loudly and play it front to back and just lay down or something and just listen to it because you're in for you're in for a treat well for my for my listening this past two weeks i've I've really been honestly i've been listening to a lot of i think i brought it up last week but i've been listening to a lot of like russian like deep house beats and like music that i don't understand the lyrics to it's just it's just easy. I don't need to think about it, and it's so like you've been really listening big. to Pearl Jam because you can't understand the lyrics, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't get off of uh, his new his newest stuff. Uh, but uh, but the song I'm gonna go with is um, one of these weeks. I'm gonna put one of these uh, songs, but I don't even know what the titles are because I don't speak right. Russian. So how do you know? It's like hieroglyphics. I really they're just you know. But the song I'm gonna go with is called in all caps drugs. And it's by Ty Verdes, and uh, because I am down, uh, I'm down in a hole in a way. And but you know, the song is really. It's also again really big. It has a really catchy chorus, and it says, "Sometimes I do drugs, not hard ones, just ones that change my mind us, Ch- change my mind up." Yeah, drugs. Like yeah, not hard ones, just the ones that change my mind up. And so wow. I'm in. So I've been driving in the car, just like yelling it, like I do, <laughs> like I do these drugs. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It's just, it's it's a good song. It's really catchy. It's really fun. I'm gonna um, listen to that one as soon as I get yeah. as soon as I get done here. I'm, I'm driving to the gym. I'm gonna gonna throw yes. that on and see yes. how it uh, how it affects me. It's perfect. You'll I think you'll really like it. Um, I'm actually yeah. I'm excited to hear your opinion on it. You'll really like it. So, uh, drugs by Ty Verdes. Um, it's been good. It's been a positive boost for me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it this afternoon as well. Right on. I like that. Oh, that's good. Um, also, shout out to Drew. Thank you for producing this um, episode. Thank you, Drew McFadden. Thank you, Chris, for having uh, having me on once again for 43rd week in a row. <laughs> or 44th, whatever. This is, this is my show, motherfucker. <laughs> and then, and I'm going to thank myself for uh, making it here today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for your presence, Ethan. Uh, hopefully... Hopefully, both for Ethan and for uh, all of the listeners, this has been an oasis in the mirage that life often is. Yeah. How's that for some? Uh, yeah, that's uh, crazy. Some rhetorical <laughs> prowess, right there. 
That right there is exactly what you're going to get from Grunge Bible. It's some weird, uh, some some good, would you say paralysis? (laughs) Paralysis. Paralysis. They're not the same thing at all. (laughs) I know. I was trying to repeat what you said, and I couldn't think of it. I always thought it was analysis by paralysis or something. It was close enough. We've had a long day. Mainly you've had a long day. I'll, I'll give you the mulligan for that. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Oh, not me. Think I care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm uh, you are. But this was fun. I'm, I'm really happy to do this every week. And I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks as well. We got good things coming down the pipe. Make sure you uh, become a patron and give us your best patron name so we can say that out loud. And there's going to be some cool things. So it's worth it. Absolutely. Well, thanks everyone for listening, uh, for spending the last hour with us talking Jar of Flies. Uh, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Uh, same lovely shining faces and lovely voices coming to you. So thanks again, everybody. Signing off. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Rock and roll. That is a good one, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad you got uh, had that experience with that album. Uh, that's great. That's a good one, um, dude. Uh, yeah, I think I said this last week. Honestly, I've been listening to I've been listening to a lot of like <laughs> Russian music where I don't understand the lyrics at all, and it's like super. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> He's dying over there. <laughs> all right, Drew. We got we, we got to cut that. <laughs> I we also 55 yeah. minutes. Yeah, Drew, you're also I also um he'll already know this, but I uh my mic got pulled out like so I missed like the first little bit. I had to plug it back in and start back. So I had to take the zoom audio, but which part? Like the like the first like 20 minutes probably. Like oh. like my my mic had pulled out and I think the recording stopped. It didn't just switch and I forgot to check it. So so he's going to have his work we don't know. We don't know how hard it is. <laughs> Not just That's true. <laughs> right. Well, I'm back, so I'll just Drew, you can cut that right I think it's just me, yeah. Week. Yeah. Well for my